0: Welcome back to another episode of Around the Grid Podcast. My name is Parth, and as always, I'm here with my co-host, Raj. Hey, guys. This past weekend, we raced in Barcelona for the Spanish GP. We have a few things to cover, but before we get into the episode, I just want to thank you guys for all the support. I've been dropping on every podcast, on every episode. Um, if you guys are enjoying the podcast, please consider dropping a review on Apple Podcasts. It truly, truly helps us out. So... I think that's enough of that, and let's get on with the episode. What did you think
1: of the rage race? I mean, it, it was, like, there wasn't much overtaking going on. It was mostly a race of strategy calls. And I think we expected this. I really hoped that the change in turn 10 would help something, but it didn't seem to change much about the track, and overtaking was still basically not possible. So yeah. all teams can do is uh, try to do the undercut or overcut and try to overtake in the pit stop. Yeah, exactly, exactly.
0: Um, I I feel like I, we were talking about this before, the race even started the night before. I kind of said it's going to be either strategy battles or turn one overtakes kind of thing. And that's why. Yeah, it was what both. Yeah. It was both. So let's get on with it. Quali, no surprise there. Lewis Hamilton takes pole. 100th. Is this is the 100th pole, right? 100th pole, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay, this is it. That's record-breaking. It's actually incredible. That is incredible. Um, as much as I've said this so many times, we hate seeing him win because he, it happens so much. We are. I don't witnessing know who we is,
1: but you go off then.
0: Oh yeah, that's true. Me, I do as a Red Bull fan. But we are witnessing his, history right now, and uh, this is like you know Schumacher, Schuma, like Schumacher level kind of history we're witnessing, even more than that. So it is incredible to see and see him do that. Max takes second, and he splits the Mercedes as Bottas takes
1: third. I feel like we're going to see this specific quality combination a lot more throughout this entire year.
0: Yeah, and I'm glad... Well, I'll, I'll, I'll hold my thought, but anyways. <laughs> Landon Norris wasn't up there. You know, he's been...
1: He's been five. out-qualified Daniel every every single race so far, I think. Yes, he has. This yeah. was the first time until this that
0: one. Danny Rick... Uh, qualified better than him he was uh, P6 I believe
1: I think so yeah and
0: Lando Norris was P8 or P9 Lando Norris
1: was P9 Dado Ricciardo was P7
0: yep and uh, Mazepin had a I feel like Mazepin is always doing up to something on the track and he's gonna end up pissing
1: off every driver by the end of the season
0: yep and uh, so what he did was that he held up Lando right yeah and uh, FIA thought it was it would be good to give him a three-grit-place penalty. So he starts from 20th, when he was already in the 20th position.
1: <laughs> he also receives a penalty point on his super license, but on I think license, the, the, yeah. the three-place-grit penalty was redundant, kind of, to say the least.
0: Yes. I wonder if that's why they did uh, the... Penalty on his super license. I
1: think you get one anyway, because he's had he's done the same. He's blocked drivers like f- I think every single race at this point. So the FI just got like angry and just gave him the penalty point. That's what I think at least.
0: Yeah, I could I could see definitely see that. Um, Alpine. We were talking about Alpine last uh, last episode. Uh, how Ocon and Alonso kind of started to find form in that car. Alonso, spe- uh, not Alonso, but Ocon especially, and I think we kind of saw that too today or this weekend where he qualified fifth and uh he i don't think he did he got points i know that he got he got points but i don't think he he dropped positions from fifth
1: uh he all kind of finished in ninth
0: ninth so he barely got points
1: he he barely got points but it was still a good qualifying performance regardless like he's he's finding the groove and he's finding he's finding his groove in that car and i feel like it's only going to get better
0: yeah exactly i think as a mid pack team, that's all you can find is being consistent in that car. That's mm-hmm. it's being consistent and hoping the other mid pack teams or competitors are not as consistent, yeah, for uh, as you are. So, uh, talk about consistency. Perez, struggle. let's talk
1: about that Red Bull second seat. Come on, what's man. going on?
0: First year, come on, Bro. Come on.
1: Albon, race. Pierce, uh, not P- uh, Pierre Gasly, Albon, now Perez are all struggling in the second seat. Bro. And it was all their first year in Red Bull, too. People people talk about this, but
0: they, they talk about how, like, on Twitter, especially on Twitter, where maybe the Red Bull car isn't as good, and just Max is pushing
1: the shit out of that car. Could be true, or they designed the car for Max, and people can't adapt to it. Probably. We'll never know in the end. Real. Unless Max are just two Mercedes and dominates everything at all times, but... That's pretty unlikely to happen, but that Red Bull second seat is of concern. It's I I really wanted to see Perez qualify higher, so we have a, a full At on race P5 between Mercedes uh,
0: and Red uh, Bull. P five or higher.
1: P four ideally, or like yeah. so that he matches the Well, you the would think
0: P four theoretically, but, you know he yeah, him being yeah. in the second fastest car or the fastest car, depending on the track.
1: But he qualified uh, P eight.
0: Yeah, man is struggling. I think his quali. He did well in Portugal. quality. He qualified second. No, that that was Imola. That was Imola. Imola. Imola, Imola, he qualified second.
1: He did do good. I think he's just inconsistent. Once he finds his groove with the car, though, I think he will be a a podium contender. Yeah, but
0: the thing is, though, he needs to find it soon. Yeah. Because right now, it's Max Verstappen versus uh, versus Mercedes.
1: How it's been for the past two
0: years. Two, three years. Yeah. Which is why we lose all the time is because we don't have a second car up there and amongst other reasons we're not the fastest there as well but and it seemed like Mercedes definitely had the pace uh, the, on this track
1: and the strategy call but we'll get into that later and on. the strategy goes
0: Mercedes is always good with strategy man why are we so dumb at
1: Red Bulls I mean I'm Red pissed. Bull is pretty good usually too but I feel I'm like last pissed. year they did very they well like they, they won a bunch of races last year because of strategy but this year I don't know
0: I got like hungry flashbacks we'll talk about the race though I mean it's just it's whatever but Yuki we were gassing up Yuki first episode second episode Yeah,
1: we were all super hyped to see what this guy has to offer but this dude is struggling the hell out of that car he's just not finding his groove right now I don't know what's going on but and
0: like the fact that he did you see the like he criticized the team like publicly on the radio he's like I I saw that
1: and he he uh, thinks that him and Pierre Gasly, I'm pretty sure he said something about him and Pierre Gasly having different cars because they feel so different or something. He says he say, uh, he
0: says that Pierre Gasly's car is like faster, according to him. Um, I don't. I is, think that's
1: stupid. I I feel like Yuki. He's a young guy. Maybe he's a bit immature. Yeah. Maybe he's still learning learning the ropes and whatnot. Yeah. And he's putting also putting a lot of pressure on himself. Like way too much pressure on himself. It's his first year. He he, he expects, can make mistakes. It's okay. Yeah,
0: yeah. I think he expects to win every race. Mm-hmm. Or he thinks he is the best. But unfortunately he's not the best.
1: It's only his first year and he needs to take it back a little bit and dial back the pressure he's putting on himself because I think at this point he's his worst enemy.
0: Yeah. Yeah, he goes off the the tracks a lot. He just needs to finish our clean race. That's all he needs to do at this point.
1: Well, that didn't happen in this race. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Speaking yeah. of the race, uh, Lewis Hamilton won, Maxim Sadman came in second with the fastest lap, and Bottas came in third.
0: This is not... And this is also... The, this is what I was holding on to my thought for, is that we're going to see this combination for podiums, and, you know, Yeah. race finishes this. And we've been seeing this for the past a year or two.
1: I think I posted, a like a little, like a, like an illustration in the F1 chat of how far ahead these three are compared to everybody else. Like, did you see that picture I posted?
0: I did. The, the, the graphic that shows all the cars, right? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Hamilton, yes. Verstappen, and Bottas are leagues above everybody else right now. And I feel like because of that, they're all relatively consistent. We're going to see a bunch of ham bot ver podiums throughout the year and in my I'm getting an inkling that it might be a repeat of last year, but I really hope it's not Well for
0: my sake, I hope it's not <laughs> so I asked I asked Roger if I could dye my beard instead of my hair, but he said no.
1: yeah, that's not going to happen. We're going to hold ourselves <laughs> to the uh, to the thing to the standards we set. But I think Mercedes has like a 30-point lead or something above Red Bull now. I'm not exactly sure.
0: Yeah, and there's like a 14-point lead between Lewis Hamilton and Max Verstappen.
1: Yeah, so Mercedes at 141 points after this race and Red Bull at 112.
0: Yep.
1: And Hamilton is at 94 points, Verstappen's at 80 points.
0: Yep. And also, Bottas is now third in the driver's championship before it was Lando Norris.
1: Yeah. So, I think what's really strange is that well, Bottas has exactly half the points of Lewis. And Perez has half the points of Max, give or take. That they need to find their they need to find themselves before before it gets too late if they want to be in championship contention. That, at least that's for,
0: what my worry is.
1: Yeah, I mean if Bottas or Perez doesn't pick it up in the next couple of races, I think it's gonna be over for them already. Like we're four races, five races, and it's gonna be over for them if they. I don't if
0: it'll be over for them. It'll be very difficult because I've been watching. So I told you this, Raj, but I've been watching the old season reviews, right? Yeah. From what I've learned from watching those season reviews, nothing is really over.
1: Okay, but we're talking about Hamilton and Verstappen here.
0: True, it is a different era, <laughs> but still, anything could happen.
1: Anything could happen, but. I- Obviously, the, the longer they drag out these poor performances, the less likely we are to get a to yeah. challenge for the World Championship.
0: I mean, you are right. I just don't want to think you're right. You know what I mean?
1: I mean, I'm hoping I'm wrong. Like, I want these yeah. guys to challenge up there, but it, yeah. it, what it's looking like right now, I feel like they, they can do better.
0: Yeah. So, let's talk about the race. Off the start, Max gets a really good start, and he overtakes in the first corner, which I literally predicted it last night
1: <laughs> yeah I can confirm I called
0: I was in the call with Raj and I said Max is gonna take overtake in, lap one, in turn one
1: oh he did overtake in turn one
0: it was pretty clean too by the way
1: yeah I mean Hampton her, and Verstappen respect each other enough to give, give each other enough space yeah yeah you can't say that about all drivers on the grid but what they're no. doing is good racing
0: it's always good when they're, when both of them are, are fighting. Anyways, Red Bull kind of went with a different strategy than Mer- Mercedes. Um, Red Bull went for a one-stop strategy, where Mercedes went with the two-stop strategy, So, which meant that Max had to go on older tires for longer while uh, Hamilton could get on newer tires. And, but the difficult part is that he has to catch up to 23-second deficit
1: and he more than made that up
0: oh yeah um I think he was at least well Mursappen pitted but but within two turns of him overtaking max around like lap 60 he was like like 1.3 seconds ahead
1: yeah so tires this was a race of strategy 100% yeah
0: there was nothing else but strategy that played into this race and we're talking about the top three people there was a lot of overtakes that happened in between the mid pack teams there's a there's a point where there's so much traffic like four or five car traffic going. Yeah, to yeah, I saw that. That was crazy to look at. It was just
1: like you normally don't see cars that close together, that many laps into a race.
0: Yeah, exactly. So uh, a lot of it, I think a lot of people were comparing this to Hungary twenty nineteen where, it was exactly the same thing happened to the dot. Um, yeah.
1: Hungary, twenty nineteen. Yep.
0: <laughs> Hamilton literally had to cover up a deficit to get Max, while Max was just literally a sitting duck. And Red Bull were hoping in both times that uh, Hamilton's tire would drop off quick enough that you know he won't be able to catch up as fast. Again, both of the those times, Red Bull was wrong, and
1: here I we would are. have assumed they would have learned from the mistake.
0: I know that's because, what they like, were saying.
1: <laughs> I don't understand why they didn't pit Max or another set of mediums or softs. Cause that that would have gotten in the win, I think.
0: So if they had p- if so, if they had pitted right after the lap, right after Lewis pitted for the second time, mm-hmm. they would have been like a second behind Lewis. Like yeah, that, that
1: would then we, then they can fight for the win still.
0: Yeah, they can. That but they, what that, they did right now is, the is it, they window. threw it away. I feel like. I think that was the only window. If that pitted that they would have had a chance. If they pitted a couple laps after that, it would have been too too late. it would have been a too late. Yeah, too late. So, strategy was on point for for Mercedes and I don't know what Red Bull were thinking. This is why I was getting mad earlier. Said, "I I don't understand. We've done the same mistake before. Why haven't we learned from this?" Again, I'm I'm not a I'm, I've been in this sport for 2 years, man. I don't know anything I'm talking about, so Again, these guys got data. I'm sure they had stuff to back it up for, but it would just was it, it didn't work.
1: Um, the Max fell so far behind that he pitted and he went for the fastest lap because he fell so far back. There was, there was just no point. He couldn't fight Hamilton. Yeah, that just deficit. one
0: point. is actually extremely necessary.
1: Yeah, to... when the fighting is this close between Mercedes and Red Bull and the drivers, you want to get that fastest lap point whenever it's you
0: can. so crazy. Um, Something I want to talk about though is we've always seen Bottas as the wingman to Lewis Hamilton. Yeah. You know he's given up way to team orders, to let Lewis through, stuff like that. He did not do that this time.
1: He was ordered this time to let Lewis through, and he he fought it.
0: But I was he, so ha- I was so happy. I was so proud of Bottas.
1: I was not because he because three corners later he went through anywhere. To be fair, Lewis did have DRS, but well, still.
0: I don't think he let him through though. I think he actually overtook him.
1: Yeah, I'm saying Bottas, he should have. I, I feel like he could have fought harder for that position.
0: Oh, uh, fought harder? Yeah. Because
1: I feel like if. In my mind, if I was in that very position, I'd be like conflicted with myself. I'd be like, do I follow Team Waters or do I just go and fight him? And I feel like if Bottas had the same thought process, he would have done something in the middle. So not yeah, quite he- fight him, but not quite hold it. And I feel like, that, I feel like that's exactly what happened. Yeah, he he, he went rogue, just, like, but
0: not as much rogue.
1: He should have gone, like, I feel like he got scared, or, or, or maybe not scared, he, he just, like, worried about the future. And maybe disobeying the team orders is going to play into the, imp, uh, have an impact on how the 2022 seats work for Mercedes.
0: Yeah, and also if you look at it, you know, if something was to happen while he was trying to defend his position, like, say, the crash, yeah. that's also Bottas out of the race.
1: That's both drivers out of the race, and that that means Red Bull would probably leapfrog Mercedes in the in the standings.
0: Yeah, I don't know if Perez would have been. I'm wondering if Perez would be close enough to get a P two or
1: P three. I mean, even then, they would would have gotten no points, and Max would have gotten 25, plus the fastest lap. Yeah, but these are all just hypotheticals.
0: Yeah. Again, yeah.
1: Point is, I think. But I
0: I I like the fact that he didn't make it easy. Yeah. You know. He could have just let him go on the straight, which, you know, that's when he got the orders, but he didn't. Um, so, I'm okay with that. We were talking Qual- about Perez earlier, about his horrible qualifying
1: results. Yeah. But he they- was able to
0: recover in the race, which is always good, I guess, because quality doesn't really give you points. So, it's okay if you mess up in the quality. It matters what happens on Sunday. If sprint quality,
1: then changes, but that's for a later time. Th-
0: yeah, that's, yeah, that's later. That's, that shakes up the whole thing. Yeah. So he did get P5, good points. Um, Perez needs to do, needs to consistently get points. I think uh, he P5 or above. I think for Red Bull to kind of even have a chance at it in a
1: championship, he needs to fight with. I I argue he needs to be fourth, maybe even to get points, or, or yeah. have like a, re- a relevant impact. Because if you have a, if you have the top four of, of a Mercedes Red Bull. Both cars can fight each other with strategy and in race pace. And I feel like that's what they need in order to compete.
0: Right now, it just... Again, I just said this before. It's Max versus Sapin versus Mercedes. Yeah. And it needs to be Red Bull versus Mercedes.
1: Ferraris. you want to talk about the Ferrari? Impressing. Ferrari is impressing me. This guy. You (laughs) put them in eighth. You put them for eighth, bro. Like, okay. I feel like Ferrari... They're in the fight for third, not eighth. They're in the fight for third. Uh, um, yeah,
0: McLaren versus Ferrari. It's going to be pretty interesting. Yeah,
1: but Leclerc overtook Bottas off the start, just like how Max overtook Lewis, Leclerc overtook Bottas. And uh, it stayed that way until Mercedes pulled an undercut and Bottas was let loose and Bottas just ran away with it. But both Ferraris did pretty well. Leclerc finished fourth and Sainz finished seventh.
0: Science also was doing really well in uh, Quali. Um, he did, yeah. Really good, like in terms of pace wise. He was, it seemed like he was getting really comfortable in that car, and I think it's a matter of time where, you know, if Mercedes have a bad weekend or Red Bull have a bad weekend, Ferrari those Ferraris will be either. up there. Yeah, yeah. They will, up, they will be up there.
1: Daniel Ricciardo split the Ferraris, or not split. Well, he was in between the Ferraris. He finished P six. I think that's his that's his best result so far in twenty twenty one. And I
0: think his best, and also his like, he was comfortable in that car. He's like. starting
1: to get get comfortable in the car. Do you? Uh, here's here's the question. Do yeah. you think, given by the t- by the end of this year, do you think Daniel will consistently be better than Norris in the McLaren?
0: That's such a difficult question. Because we know that Danny Rick is a very experienced driver. He's been yeah. in the sport for a really long time. It's surprising to see how long he's actually been here.
1: Well, I mean, he's been here because he's a quality driver. Yeah. People always want him. But Norris, what Norris is showing is just something else. Yeah, but he qualified, like, pretty poorly uh, this race. No, I
0: mean, come on, like, it's one race. Everybody it's one race, players. yeah, but...
1: Norris finished ninth. Daniel finished 6th. What sixth? Or sorry, Norse finished eighth. Daniel finished sixth. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess it's all up in the air. It's a pretty hard question to answer, but I, I do think, think Daniel- be, I think
0: they'll be back and forth. Okay. Yeah. I think it's a matter of like being fourth and fifth, and sometimes being fifth and fourth.
1: So just like science, he's right up there with Norse. Yeah.
0: I just, I, I. There's really no like set answer
1: to that question. I do still think Ricardo by the end of this year is gonna be able to out-Quali and outrace Norris because he's mm. done so. I think in every team he's moved to, he's done this, this exact thing.
0: Yeah, maybe it doesn't matter the time. I guess we'll know by summer break. I feel like we'll know by yeah. the summer break uh, how it's looking in the McLaren camp.
1: All I hope is that we got a good fight for third because Ferrari McLaren. That that's good. That's like historic right there. I like yeah.
0: seeing that. Yeah, historical teams really fighting for it. And uh, there's like a lot of fights going on right now. It's, you know, of course, we got Mercedes versus Red Bull fighting for the championship. Mm-hmm. We got Ferrari versus McLaren fighting for third. And they're only five points. There's a five points difference between them. McLaren leads right now, but, um, you know, it's very close. And then we got like a four-way fight between the mid-pack teams. The Aston Martin versus the Alpine versus the Alfa Tori
1: versus the Alpha.
0: The and uh, and then we got the bottom feeders, the Haas versus the Williams.
1: Is Williams gonna score points? Who knows. But
0: I I think they will, bro. I believe in the boy Russell. He's gonna score points.
1: If something really bad happens to the top like four teams, then maybe. But uh, if that doesn't happen, I don't see them scoring points. Because the Alpha Romeo, that's the next team above them. I I think it's still such a leap above the Williams to where I don't think they can fight.
0: I believe. And also, believe? I just okay. want to point out that Alpha, Haas, and Williams are the only team that have not scored a point yet.
1: But um, Alpha has gotten extremely close several on several occasions. Yeah, I, I think I every agree. single race have gotten really close.
0: Yeah, they've been really close and they've been, you know, that it's not, it hasn't been easy overtaking them. Exactly, yeah. I also do want to point out Kimi retired last weekend.
1: Retired? And oh, he did, yeah.
0: And... Portugal.
1: Yeah, and so. he, he would have scored points in Imola, but he got a, a penalty. And that dropped him, so no points for Alpha. But. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Regardless, it's still going to be a tight scrap for the bottom of the midfield.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Except for that Haas versus Williams fight. <laughs> battle for. Bro, I love how they show that battle for 17th.
1: Last race, yeah. La- was it 17th. Latifi and Schumacher, right?
0: <laughs> uh, this one was. They did it for Spain as well. In the oh, beginning, really? Okay. Yeah, it was Russell versus Schumacher. Um, <laughs> so, it was kind of funny.
1: Yeah. Anyways. I mean, when you have a race that's this uneventful, you got to cover what you can, I guess. Exactly,
0: exactly. Um, we also saw kind of like a new thing. We saw a new graphic. Uh, it was the Total Wolf and the FIA radio. They showed us the communication between them. And it was basically Toto telling Michael Massey, the F1 FIA race director, uh, to give Mazapin the blue flag. Uh, he was getting kind of pissed at Mazepin, Toto, to, you know... Because we know the history with Mazepin and blue flags and slowing down drivers,
1: so... Yeah, it happened last week in Portugal with Perez. It's going to happen this race again, almost, yeah. I think, with Hamilton, I think.
0: Yep, so Toto was really on, on Michael Massey's... Ass, I guess, to to give Massive in the blue flag so Hamilton can easily go past him. Um, I wish we, I hope, I'm hoping we will see more of that stuff because that's really cool to see.
1: Um, yeah, and if, if this track limits debate goes on, I feel like we'll definitely see more of these with Red Bull and Mercedes going to FIA a lot during the race. That'd be so juicy. Yeah. Did you see Toto yelling and Michael Massey. <laughs> Let's see Christian Horner being Christian Horner. Christian Christian Horner being Christian Horner. 100%. 100%, dude. <laughs> yeah, that'll be, that'll be, that's going to be nice to see. All right, so for the next race, we're racing in Monaco. It's going to be two weeks away from now. This track has incredible historical value in motorsport and has been raced on since 1929. Uh, this circuit is arguably the most psychologically demanding circuit on the grid on Power with Singapore because of all the tight corners. Uh, we did not race here in 2020, but in 2019, Hamilton qualified on pole and wanted to win the race with Vettel coming in second and Bottas coming in third. And that is all for this weekend. I hope you all enjoyed this episode, and please be sure to follow us on Instagram and uh, Twitter at f one and leave us a positive review on Apple Podcasts. It really helps us out a lot. And we will see you all after Monaco. Thank you, guys. Bye.